Humans are in this really interesting season of life right now. I was on the phone with a friend of mine the other night, and he said something that rankled my spirit, but that was also very, very true. He said, we're in a time that is the safest that humans have ever been. We have less war than we've ever had. People die less from illnesses than they ever have. We live longer, and our lives in general are supremely safer than they ever have been in the history of mankind. And the weird thing about our world today is that we see all of the bad because we're so damn connected. So every bad thing, we see it. Everything that goes wrong, we see it. But he was right in that while we see all of the bad, the actual amount of bad that happens to us as humans is just way, 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 way less than it was at any other period of time. And the bad that does typically happen to us is a lot more subtle now than it used to be. It used to be super overt. You know, there's a very big difference in subtle, passive aggressive things happening to us versus being chased by a lion or a tiger or, you know, other things that we couldn't outrun. But now we have cars and vehicles and houses and we're pretty damn safe. The weird thing about safety is that when we achieve the state of safety that we've achieved, we are then open to all of the trauma that the unsafe generations before us never dealt with. And what's crazy is we feel so much and we're so constantly stressed out and burdened because we're dealing with literally millennia of unhealed and undealt with trauma and fear. Because we're safe. We can sit and we can do that. And it's really interesting as I think of 2020 that caused the world to sit and turn inward. And I think of this very extended pandemic and how it's forcing people to stop and look at themselves and deal with trauma and deal with fear and deal with, am I doing what I'm called to do or am I just doing because that's what all the generations before me did? And really look at, is the way that we're living the way that we want to live? These are all huge world-shifting, society-shifting questions that I think people were already beginning to deal with. But when 2020 happened, we kind of stopped in an even bigger collective way and started facing ourselves because we had to. 2020 was still very traumatic. It caused a lot of trauma, but it also forced us as a collective to begin looking at our trauma. And then you have this 
season right now, if you're into astrology, you may know. If you're not into astrology, you've still probably seen one of your friends who is super into astro- astrology post something about the six planets that are currently in retrograde. And I don't really know a whole lot about astrology, and I don't pretend to. That's not really my bag. Um, but I do understand that it does affect us. And it's funny because while I rarely pay attention to astrology, frequently I will feel a lot of things and then I'll be like, wait, something's going on. And then I go and look at one of my friends who is super into astrology and they're posting about like six planets in retrograde. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Um, because what at least Mercury does, and and I'm not really up to date on what the other planets do when they're in retrograde, but I assume they just kind of add to this. But what Mercury does is it forces us to face our past and it forces us to face our patterns, things that are not working. It forces us to look at the choices that we've made in the past and determine if one, we've learned from those choices. Two, were those choices correct? And three, have we completely moved past them? So for instance, just about every Mercury retrograde, <laughs> one of my former crushes or one of my exes will in some way, shape, or form message me or, or try to communicate or reach out. And now that I have really dealt with a lot of my decisions with them, not that they were necessarily bad people, at least not all of them, but I was attracted to them out of my, out of my, uh, pain, out of my wounding, out of my trauma. And so now when they reach out every time, I'm just like, ugh, (laughs) like, Uh, No, sorry. Like, because I'm no longer, I no longer carry the baggage that would cause me to be attracted to them. And so that's one of the things that retrogrades teach us is, hey, you've actually legitimately moved on. That's cool. And it lets us kind of see where we were versus where we are. But then it also brings up a lot of old shit. So like for me, the last couple of weeks, the things that have been coming up are old intrusive thoughts. Things that frequently I thought I'd I'd healed, but it's I tell people all the time, you know, healing is cyclical and we do things in cycles. And it's like the nautilus shell. So you'll do some healing on something and then the next cycle comes around and you heal it in a deeper way. So what's been coming up for me personally has been a lot of worthiness stuff. My intrusive thoughts, I don't even know if I can call them mine because there's a very big difference in my fear versus what happens when intrusive thoughts happen. But my intrusive thoughts have been very focused on nobody loves me, I'm not good enough. I can never make things work. I'm such a failure. None of that's true. But it's all come up. And these things that I've thought I've healed that still require healing, still require for me to face them, deal with them, 
heal them again, correct them, change, move, and move forward. That's what this time frame and these energies are really bringing up, not only for me, but for the collective to deal with and heal so that we can move forward in a much more powerful, passionate way. So I think it's really funny, the timing of uh, the big, you know, terrible Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp glitching yesterday. Um, And it's really amusing how people freak out about it because we are all so used to not sitting with ourselves. Even, Even after 2020, we are so used to constantly numbing to whether we're using alcohol or whether we're using weed or whether we're using movies or whether we are using social media, we are constantly looking for ways to numb ourselves and keep ourselves from having to face us. We were raised in a pattern of ignoring and shoving down and thinking that time will heal, not recognizing that time merely makes things that we've shoved down turn toxic. The healing, the way that our bodies are designed to deal with things is in the moment we shove it down, right? So like, let's say that you're about to get in a car wreck and you react. Your emotions go to the side so that you can react in a way that keeps you safe, You do the things that you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe. But then after that happens, you are supposed to, you were designed to stop and sit and deal and feel all the feelings that need to come up and then move past it. But we don't do that. We don't allow ourselves to Feel the entirety of those feelings. And so what trauma is, is where we have felt those things and refused to actually feel them. And so we've shoved them down and not dealt with them. And over time, they've grown bigger and more toxic because they have not been faced. And in order to move forward, you have to face the past. I tell my clients frequently that... I don't know that I actually like the word clients. I might shift that. Um, But I tell them frequently that you cannot build a house on a broken foundation. It doesn't work. You, You have a cracked foundation. You build a house. Eventually, that house is not going to last. It's going to fall apart because the foundation is fucked. So what you have to do is you have to destroy the foundation. And then rebuild from scratch. The problem is is that most people, the majority of their childhood was spent building shitty foundations. And so every time they try to build a life on top of that shitty foundation, on top of that trauma-filled foundation, on top of that generational trauma-filled foundation, is that the house keeps falling apart and they don't understand why the house keeps falling apart because they're doing all the right things and and they're trying very, very hard and they're doing so much work until they're completely burnt out and just exhausted and they don't know what they're doing wrong. And the entire time, the problem is the damn foundation that they really didn't have that much control over. 
and taking ownership of that and making that your responsibility and, and doing the work to heal it is a lot. And let's be real in our world and in our society, most people don't have the time or the capacity to deal with it, even though we're safer than we've ever been, even though we have more space to deal with those things than we ever have. And it's not just on a personal level, it's on a collective level. All the things that we are dealing with as a society to heal generational wounding because our ancestors did not fix it. Not because they didn't want to, but because they didn't know how and they didn't have the time and the space. And we are moving into a place where we have more room to heal, but healing is not just an emotional thing and it's not just a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. It has to accompany, it has to, uh, embody more than just sitting and telling someone else your problems. It has to have a game plan. It requires connecting with who you are supposed to be, that child that came to earth and knew exactly who they were and was excited to live life on earth and had passions and curiosity that was slowly drained from his or her psyche. We have to reconnect with that being which also requires that we look at the next generation and we see not objects that we own because that's been such a a tradition in the world of parenting is that you know that's my kid well it's it's a kid that's been lent to you and you're supposed to do a really good job of shepherding them and providing a safe space for them in their genius But not only do we do that for them, but then we go back and we do that for our inner children. And we create that same level of safety. We create that same level of compassion. We create that same respect. But it takes time because we have been conditioned to disrespect ourselves. We've been conditioned not to trust ourselves. We've been conditioned not to trust our bodies. We've been conditioned not to go within. We've been conditioned to see our curiosity as something to be ignored. We've been conditioned to see our excitement as something that's embarrassing. We've been conditioned to see our silliness and our playfulness as something that is quote unquote childish and not acceptable or appropriate in a regular pattern of living. And the problem with that is is that it steals the joy out of life. And when there is no joy in life, there can be no purpose in life. And the way we reset the foundation is not only how we treat our inner children, but how we treat our current children. And those two things kind of mesh and meld together and slowly begins changing the conditioning in our individual lives as well as in our collective lives. Doing these is always interesting because I find that I move in waves on topics and frequently it feels like rambling. When I try to sit 
and create an outline. It's never as good as the waves. There aren't as many nuggets. So perhaps the answer for this, I've been playing with how we're actually going to do this again, is just to do it and hope that the good nuggets pop out. What I would like to ask from you is that if you are listening to this and you have questions or you have topics you'd like for me to discuss, I'd love for you to let me know because I share best when I'm responding to what people are asking me. So if you have questions, don't be silent with them. Message me. Let me do a podcast on them. Come on the podcast with me and ask me questions. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to play with this. Just going to put it out there and see and hope that it provides some value. Not going to do an intro or an outro, at least not for now. I'm just going to do the thing and post it. And I hope that it impacts you in some way and gives you some hope that you are not alone that you are incredibly special, that you haven't failed as much as you think you have, that there's still plenty of time and that you have all that you need to be the person, the incredible, caring, compassionate, joyful, happy, creative person that you came to earth to be. I love you. The universe loves you and we are waiting for you to step into your power and your pleasure.